Carol Joy Side, and welcome to the Homeschool Made Simple podcast. You're listening to episode 31. This is a podcast to help you homeschool simply, inexpensively, and enjoyably. Well, today I have the unbelievable treat of having my dear friend Christy Woodard in to talk with me about socialization. And you're thinking, well, why Christy Woodard and why, why the topic of socialization? And I'll tell you, because Christy and her sweet husband, Jason, have eight children, ages from 22 down to seven. They've always been homeschooled. And Christy has also got a degree in elementary education, has been a classroom teacher. She and Jason met at a Christian university, fell in love, and the rest is history. Jason is an IT consultant, and they're very involved in their church and in their community. And I have had the pleasure of knowing some of her children personally and observed their contribution to society. And uh, just thought, wow, if ever a family got it right with this area of socializing their children, it's the Woodard. So welcome, it's the Woodard. So welcome, Christy. <laughs> Thank you for having me. So, you know, this socialization question, it's one that we hear often at Thanksgiving dinners yes. and things like that. Uh, tell me how you've kind of processed, processed that in your mind and in your lives as a family. Well, you are right that that is the question everybody gives you. If, mm -hmm. I think if anyone says they're going to homeschool, someone <laughs> says, well, how will they be socialized? <laughs> and I'd love to say, oh, that's such an original question. Yes. Where did you Wherever come up with that? did you come up with that? <laughs> yeah. Yes. So I basically think that people who have that question don't know homeschooling families. So true. Because I think they have a misconception somewhere in their mind of a, a very odd family mm -hmm. that is that lives in a bunker mm -hmm. and... Wear you know, very interesting clothes. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I heard someone made a joke once about, you know, not being able to make eye contact with the opposite sex. <laughs> you know, they're just <laughs> so sheltered. For, that might be for the best. <laughs> very true. Well, just saying. Not a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. Right. But it's this idea that, you know, kind of a very backward, secluded... Yes. Uh, Thing. And that just couldn't be further from the truth. I agree. If anyone knows homeschooling families, That's right. they are very, very active and very involved. All you have to do is go onto social media and search a homeschooling hashtag and yeah. you will see families at museums and service projects and yes. traveling and yes. at the opera. You know, they're doing all <laughs> sorts right. of amazing things. Singing at the opera. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yes. yes. My kid, not in my house, but... Uh, <laughs> So, you know, when I, I don't think I ever had that fear. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like I didn't know homeschooling families, yes. but I, I was never afraid that my children wouldn't be socialized yes. because for the most part, a lot of what people mean by socializing is fitting in with peers mm -hmm. their age. Mm -hmm. And there was a lot of me that said, I don't really care for my kids mm -hmm. to fit in with mm -hmm. peers their age. Okay. So I wasn't afraid of having them not know what's going on in pop mm -hmm. culture or, yes. or some of those things. Yes. I, I wanted them to know adults and people of multiple ages yes. and not just kids in their own grade. Yes. Um, but I have to jump in here and say that I know some of your children and they are incredibly popular with the kids of their own age. <laughs> I mean, they are in demand, but they're not just popular with the kids of their own age. 
I don't know if you were there one Sunday when our pastor from the pulpit said that he would give anything to someday have a son like one of your sons and he mentioned his name. That was like, take me to heaven right now, Lord, because my life has not been in vain, yeah, right? For and sure. so your children are extremely popular and in demand. They, one of your, grand, one of your sons uh, babysits, or two of your kids, babysit my grandchildren. And um, when they know that they're coming, they will turn down other fun opportunities or invitations because they don't want to miss being with your boys. That's exciting. So, yes, it is. So your children are far from misfits. So how have you done life with your kids? What's some of your secrets? Well, because I would say I think what makes them be able to be very socially engaged is comes from maybe the fact that we do homeschool and give them opportunities to get to know so many different people and so many different ages um, and so that they're not only feeling like they can function when they are surrounded by people their exact same age, you know, on task. So we've made it such a, a desire of ours to have our kids interacting with other adults, with kids their own age, and with kids younger than them, yes. which is something when I went to school, I was public school. You, ne- you did not play with kids that were younger than you. Even if they were six months younger than right, you. Right, right. It was very, because you get this idea of here's my grade, here's my level and where I belong. So um, I feel like something that I got to see through our years of some homeschool co-ops is watching how often the older children are willing to engage the younger children. And I think that's a beautiful, beautiful tool. And I, you know, I don't, I can't say it's because of homeschooling, but I have people always say, how do your kids have such a heart for children? Mm. Wow, your kids love babies. They love babysitting. (laughs) And I think they just have been around so much of that Mm. um, because of our opportunities to be really with other families, to be um, engaging with the parents of other kids in a way that you don't really get to do necessarily in the classroom. So, You know, I think the day that I first met you, I was here visiting uh, my grandchildren, and we were on a field trip. We were. And I believe it was Colson who spent the whole time chasing my grandchild, who I didn't have the energy to chase, and he did. Yes. And that just was like, I don't need to know anything else about this little boy or anything else about his family. <laughs> I knew that this was a marriage made in heaven uh, in my heart. They do love kids. Yes, they really do. Yeah. But, but you know, Colson is now working as an intern mm-hmm. at our church, mm-hmm. working with my son, I believe, for part of his internship. He, right? Well, he's working with the children's ministry. Oh. And then he you. worked with, with JJ, JJ last year. Oh, yeah. that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, it was JJ who once commented to me that when he had sat down with Colson and said, tell me about who is pouring into you in your life. Uh-huh. Or t- and he was like, any teenage boy he's ever talked to lists a group of peers. Yes. And he said, here, Colson was listing off these men <laughs> in our church. Yes. He was like, that's crazy. How mm-hmm. has that happened? And I just feel like the exposure to be around yes. and asking other adults to pour into my kids. Amen. Um, has been such a blessing. And Amen. they have peers their own age, certainly. Oh, they do. Um, but I think that wide range yes. just sets you up for life way more yeah. than where else in life are you segmented off just with people <laughs> right. your very own age. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You're really not. And, and when you are, there might be a, it's not quite as rich. No. And, you know, who socialized your children? Not, not 
not their peers. Well, right, of course. Right. That was that was the decisions that we made for them. That's and right. then, of course, there are a lot of them. So they, That's <laughs> they right. did get some socialization well, with for, each other. Well, all the better. But yes, it, better. Our, our desire has always been that we get to choose what is going to shape them and what is yes. going to feed them. And yes. my own experience in public school, even you know, 35 years ago, mm-hmm. there were some very not lovely things, things right. and things that I did not want for my own children. Absolutely. So, absolutely. Um, I think so share with me um, some of the activities that these eight children have been in over the years. Uh, okay, well, when we first started, probably my goal, and I think it was a smart one, is we didn't really leave the house and do anything for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, I had, they were very young. I had lots of little ones, right. so that was probably... Survival. Part for our for yeah. our the way things were for yeah. us, but we did not get out of the house much at all. We just kind of stayed home. But over the years, we have found homeschool co-ops, um, and not really necessarily like rigorous homeschool co-ops, but maybe a little bit more relational ideas. Yeah. So finding families mm-hmm. that we have very similar standards, yes. a same worldview, yes. um, the same ideas on some of the bigger things in life, um, and then kind of just doing life together, finding mm-hmm. things where we say, man, I never take my kids on a field trip by myself. Let's get together and we can do field trips or mm-hmm. art, because that yes. was another one. I would buy all these great art curriculums and then never do them. Yes. And so having some <laughs> accountability mm-hmm. and people to do that and with. Community. Some community. Mm-hmm. Um, to let my kids feel like they have community and friends, but it wasn't in such a way that made them feel like they were missing out on something. Mm. I think being like-minded is very important. Um, I had a friend who actually had been homeschooled as a kid. I have no peers that were homeschooled, but this, this man it was. And one of the things he said to me years ago was that we were allowed to do just enough to know what we were missing. Mm. meaning his parents allowed them to do some things with other kids, but then they weren't allowed to do most of right. the things those kids so were it doing. it just made them discontent? It made them feel, right, very on the fringe. Wow. And so I think if you help provide for your kids community... Within that, the homeschool community. Yes, that believe the way you do, that are going to say, hey, we don't do this either, or mm-hmm. we... Then they don't ever have a sense of not belonging. Yes. They feel They feel totally. very much like they have oh, a community. Yeah. So It's an extension of the family, really. Yes. Yes. So that yes. was very, very helpful. Mm. Um, we've done drama classes. Yes. We've done, that's our big thing. That's so we're very artsy and, yeah. and musical in <laughs> yes, this house. Sure I have are. lots of friends that do things like, you know, science fairs. Right. And <laughs> my kids would rather <laughs> sing and dance. That's right. Um, so we do, we've done theater. We've done co-ops. We've done football, basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, Lots of service Just, in the community. Oh, as well. lots of service in the community um, mm-hmm. with co-ops, with church groups. Yes. Um, just different opportunities. Yes. We work with foster kids every month. Um, wow. at, out in at Anna's place. At, yes, at mm-hmm. Anna's house in Luther, yes. and uh, that's such a blessing to our our whole family. Now tell us tell us about that ministry. So there. It's called Anna's Anna's House. House. They support and uh, educate and support foster families um, here. But they have this community out in Luther where they have eight big, beautiful homes where foster parents can live if they agree to take sibling sets. Because sibling sets often get broken up in foster care. So 
you go out like the house that I we try to go back and stay in the same houses we babysit we give the foster parents a night off Mm -hmm. and we come and do dinner and play and put the kids to bed Uh, the house that that I've been going to most recently has 10 kids in it so um, it's yeah and so it's a great are they siblings in that house seven of them are siblings then two of them are siblings and one is adopted into the family it's a lovely opportunity um, and my kids love it. Do they? They love it. I have had kids pass on parties or yes, get-togethers yes. just to get to go back out because they yes. love getting to bless oh, those kids. So oh. I think when you as a family and then you're a part of a community yeah. that values things like that, it mm. just helps pass that down to them. But it it's a really no-brainer. Does. Why is there really another way to, you know, to think? But see, Christy, we, we're raised in, in America where we think teenagers need pizza parties and volleyball games and beach bongo or whatever right. they call But I remember when J.J. was growing up in his youth group, we didn't have a, ch- um, a kitchen at the church, you know, we went to when he was a little boy. And so when he was a teenager. And so we borrowed a sister church that we were close friends with. We borrowed their kitchen and the kids, the teens, did a home homeless dinner for there are a lot a lot of people that were homeless in our community and I can remember the kids talking about that forever that it was the high point of the whole year and that they were begging when can we borrow that kitchen again Mm. so we can do it again they knew all the people's names by heart Mm. they were talking about them as individuals and people not just nameless faces right Children love to be treated with responsibility. Right. And to get outside of themselves. That's it. Because we aren't created to look only inward. That's right. That's right. So teaching them if you want to be great in the kingdom, learn to be the servant of all. Yes. A few years ago, my son asked me how I knew my method was working. I told him I know homeschooling is working if a child is reading under the covers with a flashlight. That's because a child who stays up late at night reading loves learning. And isn't that the goal of education? To make lifelong learners. We don't need a lot of what I call holy hardware to give our children the very best education they can get. As Dr. Raymond Moore used to say, a good education requires a Bible, a library card, and a math curriculum. It doesn't have to be complicated or expensive, but you do need a plan. Over the last 35 years, I have created invaluable book lists that separate the wheat from the chaff. You don't have to waste time or energy on finding books that are worth your time. I've done the hard work for you. These book lists are the key to my system. They will save you thousands of dollars and lots of false starts and wasted energy. They really are the foundation of my approach. For the first time ever, you can get all of my book lists in one place. I've created an online course all about homeschool to teach you everything you need to know to make homeschooling work. The class is self-paced and topic-based which makes it easy to access the videos and book lists over and over again. Visit my online store or click the link in the show notes to start all about homeschool today. Now back to the show. 
So Christy, there's a lot of research that has been done on this socialization thing. When people start getting all emotional with these hot topics, I like to just dial it down and say, so let's talk about the statistics and the research. Right. Is there anything you want to share with with our listeners? Yes. Well, I think all it takes is a quick Google search on homeschooling and socialization, and you can find plenty, plenty of, of studies that have been done I had just recently read one that came out of Australia. I think it was even done by the government of Australia because there was concern about homeschooling. Of course, they found, you know, that homeschool children are amazing. And more socialized than any other children. Yes, but I did pull this off from, it was a study done from a university in Florida. And what they did is they studied homeschool children from three different vantage points, talking with parents and what parents had to say about their kids and their socialization, speaking with the children themselves to see what they had to say, and then speaking with objective observers. And so the way this wraps up, it says, in conclusion, homeschooled children in this study described themselves as more cooperative, assertive, empathetic, and self-controlled than public school children did. There appears to be, therefore, a convergence of evidence from three different perspectives. <laughs> I just lost it. Three different perspectives, parental report, objective observers, and self-report that homeschooled children's social skills are exceptional. Yes. And every, oh. every report you read is going to say the same thing. It does. There's just something about that ability to be engaged with people from different walks of life. That's right. That's, it's not even just different ages, mm-hmm. Carol. The studies will say that homeschool children interact with people from different walks of life so true. more than their peers mm-hmm. um, and then different ages. And uh, I think just the ability to have a confidence mm-hmm. that maybe for some children would, would get rattled in a school setting. Mm-hmm. There's a confidence that, um, that can build when you have the ability to shape that for your children. And, yes. and people will say, well, aren't you just being protective? And I say, yes. <laughs> yes, I am. Just like you're being protective that, over a plant that of you put course. And that's to ex- start it I out. was just going to say that. It's about roots, right? The, right. We, we put a plant in a greenhouse that's and we right. protect it and we let it get strong roots. Yes. And so we've been very mindful that we want our children out in the world. Mm-hmm. We want our children interacting with all kinds mm-hmm. of people from all different walks of life and we want them to bless the world but they can't do it without strong roots that's it we tell us about your oldest daughter and and how she's sprouting her wings so Madison uh, just turned 22 and she has moved to central rural Iowa where she is the children's director mm-hmm. at a new church that's been planted in rural Iowa called sacred mission church mm-hmm. there are no churches in you know about an hour it's like yes Yes, it is an unreached people group that's it in the in the rural communities of america where 99 percent are unbelievers so she has been able to go up there with a few other families and they have planted a church that is they're just seeing fantastic results well i heard our pastor because of course this is a plant you know from our church yes I heard our pastor David talk about the statistics there's only a few how many people live in that community and how many people are attending the church yeah I don't I, Do I don't know? have those numbers oh, it was hand. amazing I almost fell off of my pew it was like there's 350 people in the community and 212 are attending the church <laughs> or something like that 
I mean, I they did, are making They a have huge had difference. an amazing response. Yes. You know, they worked they worked for a year on getting a core team together of yes. people that were driving an hour to oh. get to church on Sundays. Oh to get them to commit to uh, pouring right into their community. Wow. And they have, they've had some tremendous results. Um, yes. yeah. So, And she just thought nothing of moving completely to another part of the country, not really knowing anyone other than the little team that she's going with. Right. Yeah, isn't she dysfunctional? I mean, how does she <laughs> know so how to even like awkward. walk and chew gum? <laughs> Well, and she's, it's funny because she is my one that if I would say, you need to go up to the counter and ask, you yeah. know, for something, she would be like, me? <laughs> what? You know, I would have to say, oh, if we're going to call a restaurant to make a reservation, yeah. it would be Madison. Yeah. You need to do it. <laughs> no, <laughs> really? But that was when she was little. When she was little and to keep giving her opportunities mm-hmm. and, you know, and she has just flourished into this lovely oh. woman who, right, who said, I think the Lord is calling me and I'm going to go and I'll, oh. I'll, I'll give them a year of my time and then at the end she, of the of her year she said well I don't think the Lord has called me away yet yes. so I'm gonna stay and keep serving oh, and you, aren't so, you so proud I mean so that proud. is the test of the pudding is in the eating so proud. it's yeah. I mean and that is it's the Lord it yeah. is it's all the Lord it's our great prayer and we keep putting before them a picture of a great big magnificent God and Amen. and just hope that Amen. It would take root in their hearts. And as I worship near your family on Sundays, the high point of my worship experience is looking down the row and watching your teenage children worshiping their hearts out. It just, I literally think I'm going to lift off the ground and just fly (laughs) around the room. It's so encouraging. It stirs my soul too. Yeah. There there have been times I've pulled out my phone to try to take a picture down the aisle, which is so tacky, I I know. know. But I'm like, I just, I want to capture, I want to remember this because it fills my heart as a mom. Well, you're reaping what you've sown. And our whole church is reaping what you and Jason have sown. Well, so we that's are the goal. So, I know is that we would all then bless, right? Not keep it all inward, but that's to it. turn you, it outward. Raise children to be outward focused children because they are secure. They're confident. They know they're loved. Right. Not just by you, but by the 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 church family yeah. loves them. Everyone loves them everywhere they go. They're in demand. And that's what I see everywhere I go is that homeschool children, people fight over who they're going to work for, what they're going to, you know, who's going right. to, they're in demand everywhere they go. People it's, want it's them. It's true. It really is true. We, mm-hmm. we have people that will say, man, you know, I can come work for me, That's you right. know, or like when they totally. come to Chick-fil-A yes. and they go through and everyone's like, they're all so amazing. They're, those kids were all homeschooled, you know, at that, at that Chick-fil-A. Right. And, and then they go on and work somewhere else. And That's someone right. says, where did you get your training? Yeah. Like, well, my mom That's exactly <laughs> yes. taught us to go above and beyond That's and do it. more than what's expected. That's exactly right. But it is true. Uh, no yeah. one has to worry that their kids are going to be, uh, mm you know, misfits and that they're, they're not going to fit in it. Homeschooling is just a fabulous opportunity to launch them into the world. Mm. Um, but and the, and the way that you want them to be launched and, and at the, the timing that you want and mm. exposing them to the issues when you know they're ready for it and not because a classmate said something or showed something or, you know, so, uh, so thankful I wasn't in school when smartphones yes. existed. Yes. Oh, uh, I know. I so. know. Well, would you mind praying? Because, you know, we have people listening that are thinking about homeschooling. Yes. Or maybe have no intention to ever homeschool. But um, this issue is so near and dear 
and this is a fear I like to say, worry about the ozone layer before you worry about this. <laughs> right. Because it really is a non-issue. It's, it's just something unfunded. that people bring up because they don't really have anything else That's to bring right. up, I guess. But it, right. it is, it's definitely not the issue you need to worry about. No. So would you pray for these sweet families? I would they love need to. I would love to. God of grace. We thank you so much um, for those who are listening to us today, that we get to be a part of their day, and for the parents out there that are new to homeschooling or considering homeschooling, I just pray that you would draw near to them. I pray that you would uh, call them into this endeavor and that they would come with, with boldness and with confidence, and if they're worried about whether or not they're you know, 12 year old might fit in with other 12 year olds. Would you just, would you calm them and and help them to groom their children and their 12 year old to be accepted by you, to know who they are in you and to give them an identity in Jesus, not, not from their friends, from peers, but that they would give a foundation to their children, that they are loved and that they are, um, called into a a kingdom where they can contribute. And I just pray that you would bless their efforts. Would you calm their fears? Would you um, help them to research more if they're still worried or if they have um, in-laws who are on them and asking questions? Uh, Would you give them lots of confidence to to answer those questions graciously and lovingly, uh, but ultimately know that the proof will be in the pudding as they continue to pour into their children and disciple them, that others will see the work that they are doing and, and know that um, that being discipled in their family and to be uh, brought up by their parents is just the most important and valuable thing they can have. So bless these people listening and those who have no interest in homeschooling, just help them to not perpetuate this idea that homeschooled kids are so so odd or so weird or not socialized. Just help uh, bring truth and light to the situation, and maybe they would seek ways to bless homeschooling families in their lives and mm. uh, to be a part of what's going on in those families. In mm. Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And, you know, I just want to give a plug for the Homeschool Legal Defense Fund, HSLDA. Oh, yes, fabulous. I highly recommend that every... Um, potential homeschool family looks into joining and we need to stand together um hang together as benjamin franklin said lest we hang separately um but they also have a research arm called the national homeschool education research institute n-h-e-r-i i believe is what it's called and dr ray is um, the head researcher. They also have a professional journal of research on homeschooling and the statistical um, makeup of the homeschool community. And mm-hmm. if you are losing sleep over any issue about homeschooling, do They've your got you homework. Covered. That's right. <laughs> do your homework and see why homeschool children, um, by you know, really non-homeschool friendly organizations have found that homeschool children are the most socialized mm-hmm. of any children in America in, in all the different levels of testing yeah. that they evaluate children by. So this is a non-issue, but it's also a, a place of encouragement, yes. I think, and um, hope for families. So this has been a true treasure and a blessing. I'm so grateful to be in your life and to know your children. Well, thank you for those kind words. My pleasure. It is the Lord.
<laughs> it is. Well, thank you for joining me this week on the Homeschool Made Simple podcast. If you liked what you heard in this episode, I'd appreciate a rating and a review on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help too. Visit my website, caroljoyside.com, to subscribe to our weekly email and receive exclusive discounts in my online store where seminars and interviews are available. Be sure to tune in next week for my next episode where I help you homeschool simply, inexpensively, and enjoyably. Blessings!